0: Welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 253 with our review of Don John. I'm Christopher Schneezy.
1: I'm Carson Patrick.
0: And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I, and this week, Stephen Miller, are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, uh, or in this episode, we are going to be reviewing Don John, as we said, top of the show. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Or this morning, I should say. Been <laughs> <laughs> great tonight,
1: yo.
2: I uh, yes. It, it's been a long night.
0: I mean, nobody knows no, needs to know like what when we're recording. I mean, it's not. No, no.
2: Yeah, so. yeah.
0: <laughs> of course, then again, I'm the one that uh, broke that illusion, so I don't know why I'm <laughs> telling you guys.
2: <sighs> yeah, we would have gone with it. Good.
0: Yeah. It's good to no, know. Uh, I mean, going with it is pretty good. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm doing okay. It's uh, morning here. Little sick, so if I start hacking into the microphone, then uh, <laughs> please. I mean, edit that out so people don't have to hear it. <laughs> I'm, I'm <gonna laughs> it'll it. probably happen.
0: I'm gonna edit it all out, but then put it all back in at one moment in time. So all, uh, all of your coughs through the entire episode will appear all at once.
2: I'm currently double-fisting black coffee and gay quill, so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Very That's nice. sexy. That's sexy right there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, as long as you don't mix that up and like accidentally do the night quill and just partway through the episode you just trail off and we're just like, well, I guess he doesn't have any more. <laughs> no, it's
2: it's a new cocktail. I call it the. Uh, the, the wake-up call oh okay very nice I think you should add some Adderall in there too
0: <laughs> what about you Carson how you doing
1: I am so hard right now because I'm ready to talk about this movie <laughs> why
0: well, I no I mean this is this is I mean I think everybody knows by now if they've been listening at all that uh, the three of us are very fond of Joseph Gordon-Levitt yes
1: yes one more than the other others
0: <laughs> wait, wait, which one? I'm, I'm which?
1: looking at. I'm did, looking at you, sir. Did, did and by looking hear, at you, did, did you? I hear mean, his, speaking
2: uh, toward you in the microphone. <laughs> right. Yes.
0: What was that Stephen?
2: So, did you hear his uh, Colbert Report uh, interview a couple days ago?
0: I did not.
2: Uh, so, so, there was a great line where. Uh,
0: <laughs> what, what, was, d- did
2: was, he already uh, nod off? Oh, oh, so Stephen Colbert said like. I don't masturbate to porn. Porn masturbates to me. <laughs> and then after a pause, Joseph Gordon-Levitt said, "People all over America masturbate to me." <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty good. Was very, funny. very nice.
1: That's a good comeback. No pun intended. Yeah. None taken. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to look that one up. Yep. Unfortunately, it's, I mean, it's a sad time. It has nothing to do with this, but I, I haven't seen a Colbert episode for a while and. Uh, mm pretty sad because i missed that show
2: yeah
1: yeah he finally won the emmy this uh this year
0: oh no yeah, i did see that that was pretty awesome I, I yeah
1: think. Av- he uh the D- he uh trumped the daily show after 10 years of straight wins or something like that. finally yeah, it's, yeah. It's,
0: it's it's weird though like always losing to the daily show a show that he not only came from but is a writer on the staff of that yeah, yeah. that just seems weird
2: but and, i mean him, i don't though. yeah yeah I him. mean,
1: the, the, the Colbert Report is just as funny as the Daily Show, yeah, a bit... if not if not funnier at times. I would
2: say funnier, mm-hmm. but uh...
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the, the quality of the of the show is still
2: yeah. The Colbert Report depends more on him yeah. on his character, though. So maybe from like just a writing standpoint, uh, the Daily Show has to work harder. Yeah, like, yeah, and, and,
0: and the Daily Show people. is more of a like it's. John Stewart is less of a character than Stephen Colbert's character is.
2: Yeah. So as long as we're doing unrelated topics around the Daily Show, uh, <laughs> if you if you want to turn this off and listen to another podcast, then the uh, <laughs> the the bugle by John Oliver is it. really really funny, yeah, <laughs> really funny podcast. So you should listen to that. Uh, John Oliver improvising every week.
0: You just made yeah. me spit green tea all over my <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Good thing I have a spit guard.
2: <laughs> but, but finish this one first, then. Uh, Oh, yeah, there yes. you go. Oh
0: yeah. Don't just turn us off because uh, we're all turned on right now. Right, exactly. You,
2: yeah, you should listen to your podcast like you uh, like you watch your porn. Just like, boom, one, then another, then another, yeah. then another. Exactly. <laughs> so the movie is about porn, by the way. We're not just We're yeah, right. creepy. Right,
1: we're trying to, we're trying to go for uh, for uh, 11 podcasts in one day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'd be happy with 35 in one week, but 11 in one day would be pretty yeah.
1: good. Yeah i mean you gotta break that record
0: all right anyways uh it, just in case people are still with us they haven't all tuned off to go watch the john oliver thing um yeah. what do you say we we get into this episode before people just all trail off all right let's do it all right let's take a, listen to the trailer for don john and then come back and give you guys our review
3: there's only a few things i really care about in life my body my pad my ride My family, my church, my boys, my girls, and my porn. My body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn. Body, pad, ride, family, church, boys, girls. That's her? That's definitely her. She's a dime. Oh, this girl's more than a dime, bro. Oh my God! Were you in love with this girl already? Sure I've seen this girl. Oh my God! What's her name? What's her name? Why'd you say yes to me? I'm just gonna have to wait to find out. All right, I got time. You're cute, I like you. Oh yeah? Yeah. Listen, you wanna know the truth? You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You like movies? I don't watch too many movies. The Pretty Woman, The Pretty Man, mean they drive off into the sunset. Everyone knows it's fake. I love movies like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's great. But they watch it like it's real life. Oh. Oh. Baby. What are you doing? I was just reading emails. No, you weren't. She caught me watching porn. That's it, right? Oh! How do you watch that? How do you watch all the stupid movies that you watch? Movies and porno are different, John. They give awards for movies. They give awards for porn, too. It's for it's just- so, there's only a few things I really care about in life. I don't know if I really want a wife and kids. Oh. Hey, look what you did. I look like a grandmother. But do I have any grandchildren? If you want to lose yourself, you have to lose yourself in another person. It's a two-way thing. I thought you were different. And maybe it's time to try something new.
0: Okay, so that was a trailer for Don John, a film in which, uh, you know, this guy, uh, he is, uh, you know, he cares a lot about his, his body, his pad, his family, uh, banging lots of chicks, and of course, watching lots of porn. And, uh, you know, he finds this, uh, you know, attractive young lady who uh, he's pretty into, you know, she's a dime, he's got a, you know, wants to hook up with her, and uh, turns out she's not so much a fan of guys who watch porn. So... You know, obviously, weird relationship hijinks are going to ensue here when she finds out that this guy is a super crazy porn addict. And, uh, you yeah, know, I guess we'll find out what happens. But uh, what did you guys think of this film?
1: Uh, y- you... Cartoon yeah. after you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, uh, and I don't know if anyone else would agree with this, but uh, I would say that this is the best debut from an actor turned writer director who also stars in the film since uh zach braff did it in a garden state obviously two different Mm -hmm. films but uh quality wise i think this is uh i mean it's just a really fun movie and i think that it speaks volumes to the talent that joseph gordon levitt has because we saw or Chris and I saw of a film about addiction last week <laughs> called thanks for sharing that uh, completely missed the boat in terms of uh, nailing the comedy and the drama the, the uh, same addiction it, by the way yeah yeah yes. same addiction sex addiction emphasis on the dick
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: sorry I should have I should have uh, pointed that out yeah also about sex addiction um, you know s- similar worlds and uh, while that movie felt like a PSA this movie feels uh, very natural and and uh, the relationship between uh, JGL and Scarlett Johansson in this movie is very energetic and very uh, organic as opposed to uh, Mark Ruffalo and Gwyneth Paltrow just kind of flailing around. So uh, I think that, um, yeah, like, I mean, the, the movie as a whole is very snappy, I think, and it's, like, very well put together. I, I, I really like the, uh, like the editing of it all and how things are very repetitive in terms of... Uh, the character of Don John, his lifestyle, he you know, he he tends to repeat himself a lot, and uh, I think it makes for some interesting uh visuals and stuff. And for I, I mean, just pointing that out is because you can tell that there was like a visual effort placed onto this movie, it wasn't just like uh, kind of straightforward, there was definitely some thought into like we're going to like make a mark visually and show you know his lifestyle and him going you know to his daily routines and everything and yeah uh, so I thought that was really cool and like I, I mean Joseph Gordon levitt has worked with some you know pretty tremendous filmmakers and I think it's rubbed off on him you know no pun intended <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> yeah, <but funny> intended. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, because I, I think, you know, he, he really knows what he's doing here. And, uh, uh, I mean, all the performances are pretty awesome. Like, I, I think this is one of Scarlett Johansson's, like, best performances. I mean, I, I usually think she's great, but, like, this was just, like, a role that she really got to dig in. And, like, seeing Tony Danza again, uh, Angels in the Outfield reunion, I mean, that was pretty <laughs> awesome. So, and he his character was pretty hilarious. And... Uh, I also gotta give props to Bree Larson for uh, just showing up. just showing up. <laughs> like <laughs> when you see the movie, you'll you'll realize how hilarious uh, her performance is.
0: You know, you know it's funny, just yeah. s- speaking of her real fast, just cutting in. Uh, you know, like she spends most of the film not talking. And like right during the film where I like I in my head, I'm like, really? They're just gonna have her in this movie for absolutely nothing and then she starts to speak like as soon as i have that thought in my head
1: <laughs> she essentially is the silent bob of this film yeah, yeah 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 and she but but like it's not so much like hey like it's gonna be funny if we hire this person to just show up i mean part of it was that i'm sure but uh i mean there's some times when they cut to her and like she just says all she needs to say with like you know her eyes or something like just her facial expressions or something like that so yeah mm-hmm. it's
2: pretty funny what what do you think steven i uh, yeah so i i will actually say i went in knowing surprisingly little <laughs> about this movie um <laughs> I, I i knew it was about uh, joseph gordon levitt as like a a shore rat in jersey um i knew that it involved a lot of sex like you know the name kind of implied like a don juan uh parody but i i did not know really anything else about it i don't think i ever saw a trailer for it or anything um, <laughs> so within the first like 30 seconds of the movie i was pretty uh pretty into it excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 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 this movie is uh it's tackling porn addiction very 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 bluntly and I, I won't say bluntly meaning like it isn't funny because it's very funny but it also does not it doesn't like use euphemisms or shy away from the fact that this guy is beating off to porn all the time yeah. and uh, a lot of the movie centers around that and and what I thought was really interesting about it is in, in my mind it started as being kind of more like a sex comedy like look at this guy like you know this dysfunctional guy in a dysfunctional relationship with Scarlett Johansson. Um, and around, like, halfway through the movie, I started realizing, like, despite being really funny, this actually kind of has a lot to say about, like, the problem of, like, an internet society and, like, you know, what, what life is like when you can get porn or get anything you want anywhere on demand. Um, so I actually thought it was, like, a pretty smart movie in addition in addition to just being a, a funny one. Um, yeah, I was really impressed, actually, by the directing style and writing. So, right, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did everything. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like Carson said, I thought the the editing, like the, the repetition kind of, the quick cuts, it was a very high-energy film. Uh, a pretty yeah. ballsy one, actually, from, like, a first-time director, right? Like, he did not go, like, a standard template at all for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there, there was a big fear of mine that this was going to become like a a Jersey Shore parody type thing. Right, like the the admittedly pretty lame Jersey accents. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I thought this movie was all going to be, right, like just this big parody of that or like just satirizing a culture that like doesn't need to be satirized. Like, we all know it's a ridiculous culture already. <laughs> um, and I was very glad that the movie didn't just go like the cheap route of making fun of you know of jersey you know jersey people and ending it there like it actually looked into like some pretty serious stuff about like you know sex and intimacy and everything couch beneath all the you know all the humor of course yeah um a- i mean yeah everyone in this movie too uh, i think i've heard that like when a director or when an uh an actor becomes a director for the first time they tend to push very hard for all the characters to do very good acting work right like they think as an actor so they kind of write for other actors yeah Uh, and i think this movie definitely showed that like everyone that i can think of had a great turn like jgl obviously scarlett johansson was great julianne moore is always good in everything uh tony danza brie larson like everybody just fit the role perfectly uh and I think by, like, halfway through, I forgot that I was watching people completely in characters that are nothing like the actual actors. Uh, like, they really embodied it well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. impressed by this movie. Cool. Yes, it's it's very insightful, I I, I will
1: add. I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. Not only to what you said about, like, internet society, but to relationships Uh, more so than, like, your
2: average romantic comedy or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, so we can, you know, go into more detail later, I guess, about, like, what you liked or didn't like, but overall, I thought it was a very impressive turn, right, for a first-time writer-director, and he packed a lot into 90 minutes, like, this felt like a, this felt like a very complete movie, even though it's the length of, like, Aladdin or something. (laughs) 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 Chris... It's very similar to Aladdin 2, actually. <laughs> I, I hope Chris.
1: that's a poster
2: quote.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really like the part where, like, the parrot came and was trying to convince him to sleep with Scarlett Johansson.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Scar- <laughs> kind of like a Disney movie if Disney movies yes. were about pornography. Yeah. Yes. Instead of just being hidden in that one scene in The Little Mermaid or whatever. Or in The, in the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. The Lion King where it says sex or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what did you think of this movie?
0: All right, so, I, I mean, I completely agree with what you guys are talking about as far as, like, the craftsmanship in this film. Like, this is just, uh, like, just, as you said, Stephen, like, from the beginning, as soon as it started, like, I was captivated by it. Like, I was totally drawn in, and even though, as you were saying, like, I I, I had a little bit of the same worries about it being, like, whole Jersey-style, kind of, like, just those personalities and those um, just... Everything about it like sort of runs me the wrong way, but like that sort of floated away as this film continued just because I got really into the characters and You got lost in it. Yeah, I got like yeah, I lost myself <laughs> in it as I was watching it. Um and like I really enjoyed watching the film, seeing the performances, and just like the little flares that Joseph Gordon Levin has thrown in there too, with like just the editing and stuff. Like, you know, like as we've been joking before, we actually started recording with like the boot up sounds. Um, of, his, of his laptop. The, every time he, uh, we'll say, disposes of some tissue in a recycling bin, <laughs> you get the, <laughs> yeah. the Mac empty recycling bin sound that goes like a little paper crunch sound. <laughs> there's little, little things. The uh, Watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt seduce a girl in a club like, you know, you throw out all the stupid dialogue and stuff, and it's just, like, quick cuts back and forth to their eyes, like, watching each other, and then smash cut to, like, them, like, making out and then hopping in a cab. Like, it's just... There's little flares of his storytelling that I just really, really loved, really, really enjoyed. Um, the... You know, you guys are talking about how it's tackling this this really uh, like, serious subject matter and, you know, porn addiction and things like that, and... Um, I, I don't know. I there, there's something about the way that it handled it that I didn't quite not not that I didn't buy it all the way, but just like you know, he he starts to touch on certain issues of how like you know that that uh, chick flicks are sort of like the anti porn. Like they're just mm-hmm. as ridiculous and they're just as um, as uh, f- uh, fantastical and and like that the way that a guy might look at, at porn. Um, is just as damaging as the way a woman might look at some new uh, romantic comic like a Nicholas Sparks movie or something like that like yeah and, and like there's really one scene where he's like like that is the equivalent to porn don't you get it and then the film just shies away from that and never really returns to it and like mm-hmm. you know like we were talking about uh, uh, Brie Larson's part and like how she speaks to be like the silent Bob thing and kind of tell the whole moral of, of what's happening and stuff like that. And it's like, there's these ideas that is being br- bringing up within the context of the story that I think are the things that should be focused on and, and kind of like all the interesting dialogue that could come about during the course of this film, it almost feels like are, are left to you, the viewer, to have these discussions after you leave and aren't really tackled by the film itself. Uh, so it's like th- th- there's certain things in the story that kind of left me uh, wanting. Because on, on some level, it seems like one really surface level girl who Joseph Gordon Levitt is like really wants to be with doesn't like that he's into porn. And there's never really a a discussion between the characters over why that is and, and, and why that could be damaging. And, yeah. and
2: th- though I think. Th- Maybe in a storytelling standpoint, it would be nice to have that. But in a character standpoint, I think it fits her completely well, right? That she just yeah. has rules and things that, like, no, no man of mine is going to do that uh, and not have a dialogue about it.
0: No, yeah, yeah. from from a character standpoint, I, t- I totally get that. And, and I, I agree with you completely. And even the things that I, th- I think I'm missing from the relationship are handled. Like, that's why Julianne Moore is in this film, because yes. she facilitates that discussion on – On his part, but really, he has all this growth completely unrelated to his. Like he has a lot of growth in this (laughs) movie. Repeatedly, every single day. Yes. Um. But no, like eleven times. All of his non-sexual growth that takes place in this film. Well, I guess it's still technically sexual growth. But basically, the, the the film is less about is porn itself dangerous, and more about whether uh whether connecting with somebody. In something other than physicalness is 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 as important as the physical connectivity between two people. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm not feel like I'm not phrasing this correctly. Like it it seems like all the things that this film should be touching, it is touching, but it's not doing it. Uh, it's skipping all the face. foreplay. Yes. <laughs> it, it's just going straight to like I'm gonna touch these issues real fast, and then mm-hmm. like you know wham bam I'm done, and then mm-hmm. I'll go on to the next thing. Like it it doesn't feel. Um, doesn't feel like the themes that it's trying to do are being explored as much as they possibly could.
2: Uh, Right. I I mean, I I can agree with that. I felt, and, and at first I actually thought that we felt completely opposite, but I think it's maybe the same thing. I kind of felt like when it did touch these themes, it was too on the nose about it, right? Like it would be two people going out and having a conversation. Like if you think about it, you know, chick flicks are just as one-sided as porn. Like, they literally just have that conversation. But it's not even um, a
0: conversation. It's, it's an argument that they're having, and he screams it, like, that's just as bad yeah. as that stuff! You know, like, there's yeah. no there's no discussion about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, they didn't. So, so I did feel like he could have been more, maybe more subtle about it, which would have meant filling more of the movie with hints at that kind of theme instead of kind of dumping it out in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I don't know could have slowed it down some, or mm-hmm. could have taken away from its uh its fast-pacedness. I don't know. Yeah, because but another I, I, another aspect of this movie is it kind of feels pent up, right? Like it's like very <laughs> you know yeah. you know he's he's like angry and energetic all the time. Um, yeah. And yeah. the editing of the movie is the same way. So I think maybe like it had to take the first hour to. Just go through the motions and show like his repetitive lifestyle before it could actually like slow down and have a conversation.
0: Yeah, and and that's and that's true. I just I feel like the like like clearly, obviously, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing a dude who is you know sort of a sleazeball. He's just going to the club every night trying to bang as many chicks as he can and. Mm-hmm. Um, you when know, does
2: he work as a bartender? By the way, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they never, they never, really never showed him. That. Well, I, they never showed him working. I, think I mean, he's he, got a nice pad. Like he, I,
0: yeah, I, must make money. I, th- I think the bartending he's doing is t- tending to the girls at the bar. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But no, like it, it's. I don't know. It. It. it like obviously in. Um. And thanks for sharing these are all characters who are self-proclaimed sex addicts. Like, they are people who... Or some of them are court-proclaimed sex addicts, but <laughs> they are all going to Sex Addicts Anonymous or whatever they're going to, and they're trying to deal with this thing. And this is this is just a dude who, like, loves, you know, banging chicks and is... I mean, he's he's addicted to porn, but he's really just trying to achieve this... Like, it doesn't handle... Like, the film isn't purposely trying to handle it from the addict's standpoint, and more trying to show this disconnect between the relationship he's trying to form, and possibly the relationship he's actually looking for, and it, I don't know, it, mm. it just it seems like it's covering a lot of different ground without specifically staying in one territory to handle the issue from one direction, and that mm-hmm. kind of uh, I don't know, it doesn't run me the wrong way, It just, I, I feel like th- it's such a well-made film that I wanted it to, I wanted it to be more poignant, and something that I felt accomplished more than it than just being a really well-made and really entertaining film. Right. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I mean, I... I, Yeah, I, I feel similar, I think. I wanted it to... It did make clear what its themes were, um, but I did not feel like the whole movie was building towards that the way that it should have. I yeah. will disagree. I felt like it definitely felt like... Uh, seeing things from an addict standpoint. I mean, when when you're sitting in class looking at porn on a, m- like, cell phone, <laughs> like, that's pretty... <laughs> I, I, that's <laughs> He's pretty, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty low. I don't think it's all just about comparing porn to his real-life relationships. I mean, there's very clearly a, uh, a damaging addiction whether or not he fills that with a person. Uh, and I definitely felt that. I mean, I, a lot of this movie was cringeworthy to me in a good way. I mean, you know, you're supposed to feel feel bad for this guy.
0: Yeah, um, and no, I, I, I agree, but I, I think that what... He, uh, uh, dang it. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to find the words to say this. Like, I feel that he, I, I think you kind of said it when you were just kind of refuting what I was saying. It's like, like he is trying to fill something in his life, and the only thing he thinks fills that is porn. So mm-hmm. it's like he is... It's not that he's addicted to porn, it's that he is searching for this hole to be filled, so to speak. Yeah, and porn facilitates that. And obviously, if he can find something else, it would automatically like. But I don't. I don't
2: think. Even if he did find something else, I don't think thirty-five times a week, is. Normal, right? Like, yeah, that, still that, that isn't addiction. healthy. Yeah, that isn't healthy. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's.
2: <sighs> but but no, I, I I get what you're saying. I, the themes of the movie are definitely saying why things like pornography or... I mean, you know, it takes a step back from that. Like, it has a, you know, like a Carl's Jr. commercial in it, which is a real Carl's Jr. commercial, actually. They didn't, like, make that up for the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Steven would know. And the chick flicks, too. I I mean, I think it was saying how, like, passive entertainment in general can be very damaging when you have to go into the real world and interact with human beings who have, you know, problems and, you know, likes and dislikes.
0: Yeah, I, I I guess my thing is like the like he's totally fine watching as much porn as he does, right? There there's no like towards the beginning of the film. The only time he questions whether that's okay is when this dime that he's into is is rejecting him simply because of of it. So like there there's no right. like, if you look if you go back to Thanks for sharing, all the characters in that film Agree that what they're doing is wrong, and they're trying to overcome it. In this film, he doesn't see a problem with it, and it's not that he's in denial. He just doesn't care. And even after he meets the girl, it's not like shit. She's right. I really have to fix this about myself so I can be with her. It's that. It's it's him going like, why why the f does this matter? Like I don't care. Like the priest doesn't mm-hmm. care that I'm confessing to every week. Like what what's the big deal? It, like th- There's no.
2: I think you'll agree, though, that by the end of the movie, he does see a problem with it, right? Yeah. I- if not with what he's doing, then with the fact that he can't stop doing it. But but, but there's I... definitely a moment where he realizes that, and, right, like, that's why he feels so good in Confession when he's, you know, finally getting over it. Yeah. But, but definitely spoiler, revel- there's definitely spoiler a revelation warnings, there. there. I, I don't yeah. think there are too many spoilers in this movie. Like, the movie's no, more about I the mean... ride
1: than about... Uh, Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the story itself is pretty straightforward. It's just mm-hmm. the way that it's presented is what's uh, you know unique about it. Yeah. It's so it's sort of like a you know like a Drive standpoint where like the story of Drive has been done a thousand times before. It's just the way it's executed mm-hmm.
2: is what makes it different.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't so know. So I think I think
2: one reason that maybe I like imbibe this movie with more meaning than it should have is. Not that long ago, I was having a conversation with some people up around Stanford. You know, even we talk about porn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, so, you know, like, growing up in a, like, you know, Christian background, that kind of thing, it's always wrong just because it's wrong, right? Like, you don't need to ask why. Like, Like, it's very clearly just a bad thing. And then, like, when you, you know, growing up and meeting other people that obviously don't share that background, it's been very interesting to see how, like, I don't know we we had a lot of conversations about why exactly it is bad and damaging even if you don't subscribe to any moral um any moral compass around that. And I think what what everyone kind of hit on is what was damaging is that that ability to just go click 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 like next 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 uh you know self-serving. A- and so I kind of went into this movie like having gotten out of that conversation not long ago at all. And the moment it started portraying Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, Doing the things that he's doing, it felt like a condemnation to me more than maybe it actually was, uh, be because I had already been thinking about uh, about why that kind of lifestyle would be so damaging. Yeah, so I might be bringing baggage into this. <laughs> not not well, personal no, I, baggage, I, but conversational baggage. Yes, but I mean I completely agree with like all the
1: the things that uh, that you've said, Stephen, and like what the movie is you know obviously saying. I mean I think I think that the the idea that porn is in a way just as damaging as, you know, uh girls watching romantic comedies, uh I mean, yeah, they have an argument about it kind of toward the end of the movie. But I think that that idea, that theme is there all is like running through the movie. Like one mm-hmm. once they, you know, establish that Uh, Scarlett Johansson's character is really into romantic movies. Um, You know, I think it's there. Like, I think that they don't hit it, you know, hit the nail on the head. And it's not, you know, people, I I think if people were talking about it just like point blank more so, I think it would have been detracting, really. I think that's what made Thanks for Sharing uh, so detrimental was because that, like, everyone was just talking about you know the addiction and this is what you know oh this is so bad and everyone was just talking about it so that's why you know like I said that movie felt very much like a PSA whereas this I think is handled a lot you know more deftly because they're not coming out and being like oh here it is you know
0: yeah and so and and like I obviously since one of the like uh... We've talked on the show many times about uh, about my take on chick flicks and Nicholas Sparks things and and how damaging that can be. So obviously, I entered into this with somewhat of baggage of my own. And right. watching watching the film, like like it's not that I needed more of that kind of conversation. Um, but it's like for me, I mean, I'll just come out and say this: like Scarlett Johansson is bitch in this film. Like she yes. is not healthy in any. Stance of what a relationship should be. She is a terrible mm-hmm. human being. Yeah, right. The Especially
2: that scene in the, like, department store. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, like, he, oh, that, that was so I,
0: cringeworthy. I, that was bad. I hated her from the moment, like, she actually decides to go on a date with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it got to the department s- store scene, I was just like... After th- like, I wanted, like I was that guy in the theater that wants to, like, take the drink that he didn't order and just throw it at the screen. Because, like, she was yeah. really just infuriating me. And it's like, watching this guy deal with something that he hasn't had a problem with before. Or, I mean, he had a problem with it before, but he didn't, like, consider it a problem. And then wanting to fix that problem for completely the wrong reasons to be with somebody who doesn't deserve him, doesn't deserve anybody because she's a terrible mm-hmm. bitch. Like, there's... There's this weird disconnect of, like, the story isn't about him overcoming this sickness or this addiction. It's about him, like, learning that, not that he doesn't need porn, but that, like, oh, wait, this other stuff is way better than porn. Like, there's never a...
2: Right, but but remember that the whole reason he goes on a date with her is because he feels like there is something missing in porn and maybe he can find it in a person if he invests in them right if he uh, finds so, the per- if he finds the perfect dime so so I, he I he was already putting that on the back burner before she expressed a problem with it right yeah. like he didn't start again until you know as far as i can tell until the Actually, no, I guess he did it every day.
1: He no, yeah, that like, he,
0: I, 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 I disagree with that statement because I, I don't think...
2: Yeah, he did it without
1: her knowledge. I, I, right. think,
0: I think his intention was to always bang hotter and hotter chicks, and that was just the hottest chick that he saw. Regardless of whether or not he thought he could have a future with her or anything like that, I don't think he ever, for once, even turned the other way from porn when he met her because his whole thing is that, like, hey, chicks are awesome... Um, and I would love to bang chicks constantly, but there's always one piece of the puzzle that is missing, and, like, there's never an expectation that any of that will be completely uh, fulfilled. And, I, I mean, there's even the right. scene where he's, um, where like, the, the first night that he actually engages in coitus with... Uh, with uh scarlett johansson like he's like mm-hmm. he's like you know tits great ass great and he's going through his checklist th- the things that he always compares porn to women at and then when he gets to that other one he's like oh, a girl this hot doesn't need to do this like yeah. the, like i think he was well aware that he still wasn't going to reach that. i don't think he was mm-hmm. i don't think it was ever in his head that he'll one day surpass porn by finding a girl that's that that is that awesome i think it was always like i I this thing on the side needs to be fulfilled like i it, it right
2: Okay, so his journey is definitely a little roundabout, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I can buy that.
0: It it just feels to me that, like, the end end location of where he arrives by the end of the film has nothing to do with Scarlett Johansson, that relationship, or his family, or his friends, or his church, or his pad, or any, like, nothing about his character relates at all to the journey that he takes other than Julianne Moore. Well,
2: uh, so I might disagree, though, because, I mean, yeah, Scarlett Johansson is a terrible person. I think she's she's a learning
1: room. experience for him. really. Yeah,
2: so, so she is the dime, right? Ten out of ten. Like, that's the whole point is you can't get any better than that. Yeah. And I think when he finds that even she doesn't – she still doesn't get as good as porn <laughs> – yeah. So Plus so maybe toxic. maybe his maybe his character yet hasn't decided, wow, there's a real problem here. Because um, he thinks he can just do both. But I think at, at least in terms of realizing that you are not gonna find a person who's as good as porn if you are just looking at them as, you know, tits check as check. Uh and, and I think that I think that is touched upon. Like like by the time he is meeting Julianne Moore and having these conversations I think then he can look back at you know it's because he's hit rock bottom right he knows that he can't just find the hottest girl in the club and that that will somehow satisfy something yeah and like even if it doesn't show him like getting depressed and crying or whatever right there's like pent-up anger and frustration while he's dating her there's a lot of anger very clearly like you know punching out windshields and you know, shouting in traffic and all the, uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, very, very tense and clearly lacking. So I actually feel like she was important. Like, she was showing that what he was looking for as informed by porn is not what would actually replace porn. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. It, 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 like, Julianne Moore would not be what you're looking for as informed by by pornography. Yeah, she, she yeah, she would not be the the girl in the club.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like what you're saying, the words you were saying are accurate. I just feel that like what Scarlett Johansson represented to Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't compute to the journey he takes. Like it, it was just sort of just
1: But I mean, I think she's there purely like I said for a learning experience. I mean, her just because that she doesn't learn that, you know, some of these things that she does are, are potentially toxic to her. I think that's just – we're supposed to, you know, see that, you know, that's her character and, you know, maybe she'll have her own learning experience some sometime else down the line. But yeah. I think really we were supposed to – I mean, that's what I took away from it was just like, wow, this, this person is, uh, you know – Pretty bitchy and well, I think I think it's clear not from, good for uh for our protagonist.
0: I think it's clear from their meeting up for coffee that she ain't gonna learn no lesson never. Yeah,
2: no, and I mean, <laughs> she'll, like, and she'll never have to.
0: Oh yeah, she, won't, no, and I, she won't.
2: right, yeah. and I think there are people
1: like that, and I, mm-hmm. she pro. I mean, I see him every damn weekend on Hollywood Boulevard, stumbling around, and it's just like you know. I think that
2: she is one of those people. Yeah. Her character is. But no, I will. So I will agree with you, Chris, in the way that I don't. I don't feel like this movie was something where everything perfectly fell into place, right? Like where every component is clearly necessary to drive it to the end. Yeah. Uh, I still think it is cohesive and holds up. Like, I, I do think that she played a role in his journey. But I don't think. I, I don't think the way it happened is necessarily, like, the most elegant formulation of it yeah but
1: i i think that's how i mean it's gonna sound stupid but i think that's how life is it doesn't come together <laughs> all all elegantly and you know wrapped in a nice bow that Anne hathaway gives you i mean i think that uh i think that you know it's 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 messy and uh, yeah
2: i mean it's not th- always a tissue to clean it up well I, exactly I, I, hold, there you go okay. I,
0: I think i i think i've finally I'm, like, chewing over as we're talking, and I think, I think my big th- thing is that he never decides that porn is damaging. He just decides that he doesn't need porn anymore. I think that's the distinction I'm kind of stuck on. Like, he, he never, he never uh, agrees that it's bad. He just realizes he doesn't need it anymore.
1: I mean, that, that may be.
2: Yeah, I'm not Either, either, I'm not either sure. way, he
1: achieves his goal. Of getting rid of porn, I think that's ultimately what you know he's trying to do. No, but
2: but it, but it is true if he's just replacing one addiction with another, then that's maybe not. I mean, sex with yeah. a real
1: person is better than you know <laughs> yeah, that's simulated true. sex.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he, he what he's searching for the entire film is something to lose himself in it, or something to lose himself in, and. For him, during the course of this film, porn is the thing he loses himself in, and mm-hmm. then by the end of the film, he finds something else to lose himself in, right. and he's like, oh, well, I found that thing, so I'm good. I, I can
2: buy that. I, I think we as the audience see him as having hit rock bottom and know that he has to get rid of that, but I'm not sure that his character ever thinks of it that way. Yeah. 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 I, I can agree with you there. I, I, I feel like maybe during some points with Julianne Moore it's hinted at but I, I can't actually yeah i can't say that he actually ever feels like it's damaging
0: yeah and, and even her her approach to like Julianne Moore as she approaches him it's more of a like why do you do that stuff's terrible for you it's more like that's just silly like do you, mm-hmm. do you listen do you hear yourself like really that's so awesome to you isn't that a yeah. joke like
2: i will say that that's actually how i think this sort of thing would need to be dealt with in in real life you know like like how many people have stopped doing something because everyone reprimanded them that it's terrible for them. Like usually you people stop doing things when they learn that they're above it, right? That it's like yeah, dumb. Yeah. Not not that it's evil, but that it's dumb. That's kind of a Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, and not I, a fully formed thought, but
0: and, and I totally <laughs> I totally buy his replacement for it by the end. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally on board with that transformation as it happens. Um but I just he's not he never agrees that there's an issue, he just gets past it without mm-hmm. agreeing it's an issue. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I, I but
1: agree. like
2: like I said, better to have sex with a real person than watch yeah, it and I, online. I, I did like how the uh the priest that he's confessing to first of all, I wonder if Catholic confessions are really that way where you just list off horrible things without ever growing and they just keep saying, <laughs> like, yeah, ten Hail Mary's ten. Well, cool,
1: according ten to the Marys. movies, yes. I, yes.
0: I, actually that was that was another thing. Sorry just to get in that that kind of bothered mm-hmm. me. Is there's this there's this almost really like the scene where he thinks he's doing better and yeah. he still has to do the same penance for like everything right. that he did. That like this film should partially be about that. Like the fact mm-hmm. that like His, you know, this Catholic priest guy is like, no matter what he does, no matter how much he improves, he doesn't get any credit for it. It's just the same bullcrap, like this many Hail Marys and this many Lord's prayers, like.
2: Because it's just binary, like, did he do the right thing or not? It has nothing to do with growth or like, is this healthier? Is this better for you? Yeah, like it's just like, is this a sin or is this not a sin?
0: Yeah, like there's there's biting commentary there that could be explored that isn't explored at all. Like he doesn't even have a convert. Like he just gets kind of upset and there's no like there's no questioning what he's doing there every week. There's no, like, right. nothing comes, like, I, I think a, a real person who is really struggling through something, who really feels the the confession aspect is important to his life, and, like, is, like, everything is wrapped up about, like, the fact that this priest every week is absolving him of the sin that he's, uh, like, committed during the week. When, when he... Reaches that point where he realizes it's bullshit and, like, the guy, the priest isn't really doing anything. He's just kind of like, oh, yeah, thanks for telling me. And here it goes. Like, I think there might be a little bit of paradigm shift stuff that happens at that moment in time for Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. Maybe not. I mean, I, for me, as soon as you reach that thought of, like, what's the point of doing this if it's the same no matter how much better I get, like, I think there's some sort of, mm-hmm. like, something inside you, like, snaps at that point and you start to question things and i don't think that his character questions anything other than like as soon as he gets out he's like f this guy and then next scene
2: yeah i I think i gave that a pass only because again bringing in you know personal history that was such like a loaded exchange to me Yeah, yeah yeah like that i didn't even care that they didn't touch on it again i mean that i i just felt like that was a really good observation and it uh yeah, in in my mind, it was okay that they didn't unpack it, even though they clearly could have. I mean, it was a great, it's a really good twist that they didn't explore very much.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's something that I don't think they really needed to go and explore. I mean, the fact that it's there, I think, is enough, really.
0: Yeah, I I guess I just feel like like to make like when you make a film like this, like I almost want you to be making it for a reason, and. When you don't explore certain things that could, like, be the thesis for your film as a whole, then I'd wonder what your thesis yeah. is, I guess, if that makes I- sense. I-, I do
2: wonder, though, if I'm... if I'm I don't know about you, but for me, I think I would want that explored more because, you know, that was, you know, my upbringing, right? Like, junior high, high school, every- everything when you are you discover the internet and are dealing with this would be these, you know... Weekly accountability meetings where it's just yes or no, like did I mess up, did I not mess up yeah without without ever a feeling of like well, yes, this is bad, but moreover it's juvenile and it's unrealistic and it's stupid and, and like you never you never got to that point that like this is bad, but not for like different reasons than what you might think yeah um, yeah and and so to me, like you know, as someone who grew up in that, like yeah, hear, hearing a priest just dismiss it as like you know this is just as bad as everything else 10 hail marys um yeah like to me that was very loaded and and, you know to you too probably i'm not sure that the general population what fraction of viewers of this movie would have wanted to go into that more
0: and and i'm sure no one will but like to i mean to i mean this is going to be a really weird comparison but hopefully you guys can follow me on the trail uh In the beginning of uh, Piranha 3 Double D, there there is a scene where... I like where this is going. (laughs) No, there's there's a scene where these two characters are in in a van and, uh, you know, they're getting ready to uh, have sex. And uh, the girl, like, claps her hands together and she's knelt down and she goes, please, like, dear Lord, forgive us for the sins we are about to commit, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously that's meant as sort of a, a jokey kind of thing where it's like... I think there's this aspect of young, young impressionable people who are taught by the church or anybody else that um, any kind of physical interaction or whatever is bad, yet they give them this out of confession or, um, like, making it right, and that becomes this thing to – it becomes this habitual thing of, like, where I can do whatever I want because it's going to get – it's like – there's this thing that I right. think is okay that the church or some authority figure is telling me is not okay, and if I do it, I get in trouble. But they just wipe that away with this magic wand of Hail Marys or whatever the thing is. Um, and there's this idea that like it becomes the point where it's like, well, I can do whatever I want because it's just wiped away afterwards. There's never a
2: there's no continuum anymore, right? Like there's no motivation. It's just right and wrong, and if you're doing the wrong thing, and you realize that like in life you will do the wrong thing <laughs> over yeah. and over again. Yeah, and right, then you right, you right, like it's, why, it's why people that grow up in very, uh, you know, closed environments kind of, when they go out to college, they oftentimes become, you know, like ultra reckless, right? Like that's the big stereotype. And it's because yeah, they yeah. never learned... Why some things are especially bad? Why some are just stupid? How to be moderate about things? Uh, yeah,
0: and 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 they don't realize that these things that they glamorize because they seem so wrong and so terrible are actually not even as fun maybe as they think it is. Yeah. So they go out and they go crazy because this is their first time without supervision or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they you know die, get put in the hospital, like all this weird terrible stuff happens to them because they have no exposure to it to realize that it's like everybody everybody before. They're old enough to drink. Is like super stoked about drinking. Once yeah. you're old enough to drink, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna have beer with dinner, or like, yeah, every like, once like getting
2: a... getting trashed on Bud Light is like pathetic, not cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly,
0: and and it's the same. It's, I think it's the same way where there's like there's all these forbidden fruits out there that we have like they're just beyond our reach, and you know as long as nobody knows, we can have some. And then if you like, I'm not saying give in to all of your like desires and stuff like that, but I mean like there, there's this point in your life where you realize that like. Yeah, part of the allure of something is that you're told it's wrong and that it's just out of reach. And um, I don't know. I just, there's so, like, the whole reason I like stories about addiction to anything, not just like sex or porn or whatever, but, like you know, alcohol or anything like that, is because they're all rooted in some similar thing. And, like, I, I just think without acknowledging what the bad thing is of the thing you're trying to overcome, you're not really, like, overcoming anything. Like, it, it, if you don't want to change but you mimic the behavior of changing, you haven't really stepped over any hurdles. You like like if if you are addicted to say you're addicted to Twinkies, right? You know like a while back Twinkies were gone, they weren't making anymore and they were just dead. Like if you don't eat any more Twinkies after that point, you haven't cured your Twinkie addiction. You've just you don't have access to Twinkies anymore. So it, it's like you haven't you haven't agreed to yourself that they're bad and chosen to avoid them in cases where you could have them you just don't have access to them anymore so it's like I think replacing one thing with another thing without acknowledging that you're doing it on purpose to overcome something you admit is bad like I I don't know there's very complex stories going on and I don't know.
1: I feel like addicts do that whether or not they realize it's bad or not um, or what their you know addiction was before because you see like people who were heroin addicts you know they feed their addiction with, you know, smoking cigarettes or chewing gum or something like that, something else that's not... Because, I mean, like, they have the addictive personality, so they kind of have to fill that void with something else, and, you know, if they're filling it with uh, gum or cigarettes, even though cigarettes are still bad for you, I mean, like, it's a hell of a lot better than, you know, shooting heroin, so... But... I, I, I guess that's, like... I guess that's kind of what the thing is here. It's like, well, you know, for him, porn is bad, so he might as well get the real thing, and but, that's better.
0: But but I think like if, if you're if you are an addict and you're replacing something with something else on purpose, um, it's it's different than if like you're like, holy shit, gum is way better than heroin, like. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> you know?
1: I, I know, but I'm right, just yeah, saying you're like you're
2: supposed to hit rock bottom first. I know, but I'm
1: just what I'm saying is that like i don't think they're replacing those addictions on purpose because they have to hit rock bottom but you know they have to have come to the realization that you know that's bad
2: yeah it's just not clear that don john hit rock bottom for him like that he personally felt that
1: yeah i mean i i i my in my opinion i think that he did come to the realization that it was bad for him yeah they may not have showed it as well in the film but i mean i think it's definitely there that it's like he you know shouldn't be looking
2: at porn anymore i mean uh, i think you you could even take at least out a not broader, 11 times a day you could even draw more broad like character defects of him right it's really that everything he does is just self-serving what motions do i have to get to receive something yeah right like uh, like in sex of course with porn Uh, His relationship to the church, too, is the same way, right? Like, you sit there, you say Hail Marys, you leave. There's never any, like... He's not lost in that either, right? It's very much a... uh, I I don't know. I I, I think maybe, aside from just porn addiction, this movie is more about the difference between taking everything for yourself, me, 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 and at a certain point, he does feel an emptiness there versus having it be a bi-directional thing, right? Like, the give and take of a real relationship. Or, you know, another very cheesy ending, which I'm glad they didn't go for, is, you know, people lose themselves in, like, like the church, right? Uh, yeah. You know, his relationship there, they lose themselves in family, and he clearly was very, you know, disconnected from them, too. I, I don't know. I, I think he does hit a rock bottom of isolation, but I don't think he ever consciously realizes it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think, like, you just hit it just, uh, like, five seconds ago when you said that what this film is really about is uh, one-directional versus bi-directional. And mm-hmm. his, his whole journey is it kind of, in a way, has nothing to do with porn or sex. It has to do with connecting with somebody in a way other than fulfilling yourself, like, trying to fulfill another person and the gratification you get from being a part of a two-part thing. And, like, that sort of develops itself in, like, the last 15 minutes of the film and is almost not present at all. I mean, obviously, the uh, the the little breadcrumbs are all there throughout the film because it, they are overlapping subject matter, but it, it kind of, especially for him himself, like, it all arises towards the end where he has this, like, big epiphany that, like, that's his whole problem in the first place. So he kind of just becomes a different person without overcoming the obstacles that were preventing him from becoming like I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's I don't know. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, we we probably went far enough down that rabbit trail though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hopefully people who have already watched it will find this interesting.
0: I I, yes. I I don't know. I mean I I hope that they will. I mean that that the yeah. that's that I mean obviously the fact that we're talking about this the most is this part of the film besides the whole like awesome creation of it that like we kind of keyed in on and I think that's that is important that this film wasn't just like yeah it was cool like when he was like banging Scarlett Johansson <laughs> like, you know what I mean like it's we <laughs> dude she was fine <laughs> she was like a dime
1: yeah uh, so what you're saying is that it's good because it's creating discussion it's not just like you know dude bra
2: <laughs> chicks yeah <laughs> yeah, pee on yeah the it wasn't just like a sex comedy right it had it had something right. to say yeah, yeah. right Which,
1: again, like I said, speaks volumes to Mr. Levitt's talent because uh, it's a lot, I guess, you know, pun intended, deeper than uh, some of your uh, standard comedy dramas, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, uh, I guess I won't keep (laughs) dragging this out (laughs) any longer. Um.
2: (laughs) I, I would happily join you, but I... I think maybe we should let uh let other people form their opinions. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Take that, it offline.
0: Yeah, that's fine. We can we can do that. Um but uh Carson, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and let everybody know what your verdict is? If you would give this a must see, a recommend with a caveat, a pass with a caveat, uh wait for rental or a must avoid. <laughs> I kinda mix those orders up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh
1: must see. I came hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You came, you saw, you conquered. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Steven?
2: I... In in terms of quality, I would have to give it a must-see. If we're actually taking it at face value, like, it has to be, you know, recommend with a caveat. The caveat being this deals with porn very explicitly. I mean, there are many, many, many cuts of porn. Yeah. Like, it's not particularly hardcore, but... It is intense, right? I would not see this as a date movie. I you would, would not, not recommend this. it to your grandma. Yeah, not no, a f- I, I would, not a family I, film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not. I would not unless recommend your family this. is uh, Don John's family. I like would not that. recommend this if you are going to be shocked by what you see. Yeah. I would recommend it to most teenage boys, probably. Like it, it's actually probably got a pretty good message for them. Basically, Uh, if you've watched a lot of porn, it won't be shocking to you. Yeah, if you've already been ruined at some point in your life, then (laughs) you should watch this. If if you will be shocked by it, I don't think you'll be able to get past that.
0: I I don't know if I'd agree that it'd be good for young boys, because it may have the exact reverse opposite (laughs) effect Mm. that you hope it it will, um, in that it might show young boys who didn't realize how easy it is to find porn online uh that okay, may- it's really easy. maybe
2: not not young boys <laughs> show <laughs> yeah. show it to your son before he goes to college
0: not altar boys <laughs> no, yeah no, <laughs> exactly not boys.
2: that's not what, yeah that's what the priest is there for um, I-, I also don't i i'm not sure what a like female reaction to this movie would be because well, my girlfriend very... my girlfriend loved it so okay Maybe she just wanted to have sex. I don't know. Because the insights, I mean, they touch on Scarlett Johansson, but for the most part, it's a very male-oriented insight, I think.
0: And I I would say that on the off chance that uh, you went and saw this with a girl and she completely sides with uh, Scarlett Johansson in everything. Um, and everything, a dumper right n- away. And, I, and I'm not I'm not <laughs> talking about the whole porn thing. I'm just the other behavior behavior modification aspects of Scarlett Johansson and her personality. Um, get the hell out of that situation because yeah,
2: just get far away. Kick that girl to the curb, man. Yeah, the yeah. Jersey curb
0: because she is not <laughs> she, she it's just not a healthy relationship. Um, obviously it would take, we, we could talk for like 30 more minutes about um, yeah, Scarlett Johansson's not... character, but uh, yeah, be wary of that. But yeah, okay. I'm going to give it a uh, recommend with a caveat. Also, obviously, like you guys said, this is great filmmaking um, subject matter. Very, very explicit. And um, uh, though I've heard it was somewhat tamed down, um, I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but somebody said that, it was edited down a bit to not be as explicit but i would just say
1: I, I heard that too yeah
0: yeah i would just say it's not for the faint of heart um so
1: well i mm. think th- what they did was they edited down the porn clips yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, right, that, yeah. that's but, right
2: but i w- i will say even though it's explicit it is not like it it isn't trying to be sexy really like it becomes sad very quickly um so you're you're not watching this and being like I'm completely blanking on the word. Being like seduced by the movie, like filmmakers trying to lure you in with right. Like, yeah, yeah it, No, it's sense. not. It's it's, it's not glamorous. Bland and brightly lit and fake and. Uh, it's not glamorous. Yeah, it's not glamorous. Yeah, I mean, I I mean that's why, to me, the movie.
1: I mean, I'm glad that the movie is the way that it is. Like, I think it needs to be frank brutally frank in order to get its point across because if it was like some pg-13 watered down thing it would be stupid oh yeah it'd be yeah awful. yeah
0: it'd be thanks for sharing <laughs> right,
1: exactly yeah which was still rated r but felt like it was pg so yeah, yeah
0: but i mean as far but, as the the yeah like th- this exactly this I isn't, mean,
1: that was a watered down take on it for sure
0: this isn't expressly a comedy it just has funny it's like it's more of a drama than it is a comedy but it has comedy stuff in it that there's definitely mm, a lot of comedy allows it, you yeah. to laugh yeah yeah yeah, yeah so cool well that was our overly long discussion of the <laughs> film don john uh, i hope you guys stuck with us and possibly enjoyed our diving into the themes of this film uh yeah <laughs> steven i think it was before carson signed on you were like i wonder how much we're going to talk about these subjects and i didn't expect to talk about it for like an extra half an hour but
2: this is like therapy. It's good. Oh, yeah, Just yeah, let yeah. it off. <laughs> for sure.
0: Um but yeah, uh thank you guys for listening. Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can I do that?
2: Uh you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Steven. Uh if you want to find me, you can go to twitter.com/sdavidmiller. And you should because listening to podcasts is very one-sided. And <laughs> you should you should lose yourself in uh in me.
0: That's why. I, that, that's why. Originally, you know, I used to just listen to podcasts, and then I was like, <laughs> "It's so it's so one sided." So well, I'm now decide, I talk back to podcasts. Yeah, I, yes. well, no, I started the podcast so that I, that way I could actually have a two way, now three way relationship yeah. with which um, is very healthy. Podcasters, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly, for sure.
1: All the kids are doing it these days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, anyways, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter to figure out when the episodes go live at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash if you want to get a hold of us directly, you know, maybe confess some things to us so that we can reply back and say, you know, twenty Hail Marys and yeah. you know whatever <laughs> Lord's prayers, then you can do that by sending an email to fans at spoilerwarning.com or calling, calling and leaving a voicemail at 4 TSW. That's seven six zero five seven five four eight seven nine. Um. Oh yeah, and if you you know if you do write in and confess anything. Don't worry, we won't put it on the show. It'll be just between you and the three of us.
2: <laughs>
1: yep. That would be pretty hilarious, though, if someone actually, whether fake or not...
0: <laughs> we, we're going to get all these emails. We'd be like, check out, check out this video.
1: <laughs> oh, God. That would be pretty funny, though. Although not if they actually... Mistook this for like an actual like
2: confessional thing (laughs) Bad that that podcast was just hot guys i tuned out a lot of the words but i mean uh,
1: yeah all i heard was confessional and i just confessed everything on the phone number
0: (laughs) i realized we should have done the ratings for this film with uh, a number of tissues (laughs) yes (laughs) this one gets four tissues Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Well, I
1: obviously, I mean, I gave it a must-see. I don't know about you guys. I was fully r- satisfied. So.
0: <laughs> fully erect.
1: I was fully, I, I, I was a fully erect, <laughs>
2: aroused. I was a fully satisfied customer also. So the, the caveats are content-wise, not quality Wait, so are,
1: are you officially going with a, a recommend or a must-see, Steven?
2: Uh, Chris and I are both recommend with a caveat. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And anyone,
2: anyone who reads this or listens to this will, uh, will know that... It's must see on quality, caveat being very obvious content. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Steven and I give it four ruined pairs of jeans, and Carson gives it five.
2: (laughs) I give it five. I'm going
1: all the way. All
0: right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining me.
1: Yes, thank you for having me involved in this threesome.
0: (laughs) And uh, we will catch you guys with our other reviews later.
2: See you.
3: My pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn. My body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn.